0: This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. If you want to stay in the know about everything that's happening in Portsmouth, from news to culture to food, of course sport and Pompey, take out an online subscription with the Portsmouth News website today at Portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Not only do you get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting, but with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app, you get all the Portsmouth you need. Our trial offer starts at just £1 a month for the first three months. Hello, and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon, and Chief Sports Writer, Neil Allen, to bring you the latest from Fratton Park. On this week's show... There's only one place to start, the pursuit of Ben Thompson. We bring you the very latest on the hunt for the Millwall man. The chances of him wearing royal blue once again, and what that means for Pompey's midfield hunt. Ins and outs, all the latest there, on the players departing possibly ahead of the transfer deadline, and the chase for Wolves' bright young thing, Niall Ennis. Is Marcus Harness now, bizarrely, a number nine, after his hat-trick at Burton Albion last week? And there's some wonderful, wonderful memories to regale you with and drunken memories too, of Gareth Evans after his recent exit for Bradford City. We're now on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So give us a listen, like, and subscribe to get each edition delivered to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at Pawsworth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey
1: Talk. Um, joining us today Neil Allen and Jordan Cross and there's only hello hello Mark hello hello Oops. there's only place to start hello I'm going to start with you saying, as you're Duncan Turnbull, Turnbull Duncan
0: Turnbull's future is that what it is? it's all about Duncan Turnbull
1: nobody wants to hear anything else where's he going? what loan what non-league loan has he lined up? no one all serious <laughs> this is Ben Thompson's story Jordan you've been on this right from the get go um, what's the latest?
0: Okay, um, the place to start is the—it's quite a bizarre t- sequence of events, really. If you, if you if you trace it back to Monday, when I would have said Ben Thompson playing for Pompey is unlikely, through to today, I'd probably say Ben Thompson playing for Pompey is unlikely but the the sequence of events in it in between uh, has been has well, been tumultuous and, uh, and and quite bizarre so uh, we started a q and a uh, in the news which is uh, proven quite popular one of the questions this week was um, from a uh, someone who's wisely observed that ben thompson wasn't featuring at millwall uh, and asked if it, if it was likely that it would happen so my my thought as i said was that it it was Not impossible, but a long shot uh, given the finances of of the deal was what I was primarily looking at really and and, and the wage cap that Pompey exists under. Uh, So did some looking into it there and it kind of set a bulb off anyway and um, looked into it and thought, well, he's out of favour. He's played one game this season uh, in the league. That's because Ryan Woods was in front of him uh, when he played Stoke uh, and a couple of League Cup games. So. Uh, did some digging as, as the week came off, uh, came around, and, and came to yesterday morning, uh, where when struck gold it, and it emerges that Pompey have been trying very, very hard to get Ben back to Fratton Park, uh, which excited me. Um, I must say, uh, I said it, it, it would make my year if Ben Thompson was to come back. He's one of my favourite players, certainly the last decade. Absolutely adore him. And so it turns out, as we, we, we well know, all Pompey fans feel the same about him. As you saw when we, we announced it last night and the reaction, it blew up on social media and um, proved a very popular story. Um, so, as, as indicated in the story, Pompey had tried everything, they got calls going into Kavanaugh every day, uh, the, the Millwall CEO, uh, but they accepted and, and knew it was a long shot for a number of reasons. Ben being a Millwall boy, uh, wanting to uh, play championship football, I ideally, um, so yeah, a number of factors we can we can pick up on in a, in a second, uh, but nonetheless, Pompey we're, were trying everything possible um, to, to get him back. Uh, so it kicked on until up until today now, really, where um, it's probably been kicked on a little bit by our friend Andy, at Radio who, Solent, who's indicated in 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 line with what we've said really that it's uh, it's been. Uh, unlikely and um, and as it stands it's, it's a no a no from from Millwall now whether that would change over the next seven days we've seen time and time again how, how these things can uh, twist and turn as we come down to deadline day um, so, but up to the minute developments from, from a different source actually to uh, ones that we've been getting the information from it it, it emerges that you know, we have to check this out really but a suggestion that Ben is looking to go out on loan um so that that is quite interesting. Whether that it's a championship priority for him and that rules out Pompey, we will see. Um, but yeah, there could be some mileage left in this one yet. Yeah.
1: You're not writing it off at the minute, then?
0: No, unlikely. As I said all the way along, not impossible. Very exciting. Pompey are trying. It's not a PR stunt, as some people have been pointing to. It's not that like the club have leaked this. We've got it off our own back and. Uh, and been chasing it and then had it firmed up it's not the case of, the, of uh, us being patsies to the football club which uh, you know is nice to some, some people to think that but um, yeah we have we've got um, relationships at Pompey and uh, and beyond where we've uh, made, made you know kind of double and treble sourced this now and uh, yeah we've got faith in, in, in our contacts We're, we've been doing this for a while haven't we
1: yeah. <laughs> Neil it's fair to say that Pompey fans are slightly split on certain issues, let's just leave it at that. But a Ben Thompson return is a type of... It would, it would reunite. It would unite the Pompey faithful, wouldn't it, again, if he was to come back?
2: Yeah. Oh, lost my voice there. Jordan's talked so much, my voice is gone. because It's not been used <laughs> that much. But no, he's going to be one of the, the, the finest loan signings we've seen, certainly of, of recent years. Um been an outstanding and um, his departure, I will say, coincided with Pompey's um, capitulation in the 2018 uh, 19 season. But it wasn't a coincidence, was it? You know, it, it, in truth, it had a massive impact on Pompey failing to get promoted that year, as did Ollie Hawkins being then being out around the same time for six matches or six weeks uh, through injury. So, um Pompey should have got promoted that year. We all know it. Top of the league, points clear at Christmas, New Year. And then he went back after helping them beat Norwich, which was a hell of a result and performance. And Norwich team destined for the Premier League. And Pompey never hit the heights again, did they, really? Ben Close came in and they tried to move players around. But without Thompson, they were never the same side, unfortunately. And uh, uh, he, he, had he stayed the season, no doubt he would have been player of the year. But he was a massive, massive loss. And we remember that influence. We remember how good he was. We remember Fleetwood away and Pompey somehow hammering them when they didn't play that well. But he was wonderful that match he scored as well. And uh, uh, he was a dynamic holding midfielder, pushing forward, goals, running with the ball, cross field for passes. He wasn't a safe holding holding midfielder, if you get my meme. Um, he wasn't there to... just just purely defend. He was there to drive the team on. And we've not seen that from enough holding the in recent times. Um, so we all know what a fantastic player he was. And as a lad as well. Tremendous lad. Very popular in the dressing room. Um, really great to deal with. And I spoke to him in, in April, I think it was, talking about his time here. And he admitted he'd love to come back. And it's all very well for me saying that. We're just saying that. He's not. He genuinely loved his time at Pompey smashing lad and uh, hopefully we'll see him back and for that reason everyone's going to be incredibly optimistic and that uh, he can improve his football team because he will
1: Jordy Neil a drink in now. April said <laughs> he'd love to come back do you get the impression that as a player he sees himself as a, as a better player than somebody that drops down the league one is that, a, is that the type of stumbling block we're looking at
0: um hmm. Yeah, he wants to play championship football, of course he does. But then again, it may come to the point where he wants to play football. And and that may be the thing that it's certainly where Pompey got ahead, you know, they've got to it they've got hope now. And and Pompey accept it is a long shot. Um they set they accept it, they've got it all to do. Um and, and, and they know the factors that are getting in their way of of doing it. But if Ben Thompson's not going to go to feature, um, then that might open the way. But, I mean, look at Kenny Jackett last year with Brandon Houndstruck, for example. Brandon was unhappy, didn't want to to play, uh, wasn't playing, uh, wanted to get out and play football and and was looking for a move. Kenny wouldn't let him go because he wanted to fundamentally cover his his backside uh, at Portsmouth first. Now, I understand Gary Rowett's probably in the same position at Millwall, isn't he? Now... They, 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 would. Ben's been coming off the bench and on the bench and playing EFL Cup games. He's probably behind uh, Woods. Uh, I forget the other guy. Leonard, isn't it? The, uh, Leonard, uh, the other guy. But, yeah, the, Yeah. In the 3-4-3 in in three, three that I believe that Millwall play, he's kind of third or fourth choice. So we see what's going on with COVID. We see what happens with injuries. The manager's going to want to cover himself. So what I perhaps would suggest is that it would take someone coming in at Millwall to... Uh, to allow Ben to leave, so that it's a no for Millwall at the moment. They 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 are not playing ball. Um, they they want to come. You know that they, they're pretty firm on that. Pompey are still knocking the door. They're, they're putting calls in. I think they're trying to use every single context we say uh, to get get any sort of leverage that they can with Millwall at it. But it's 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 a pretty firm no at the moment. That can change. That 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 can. And we we'll, we'll be all over it and we'll be staying abreast of it. Um, and and there's going to be a lot happening in, in, in the next few days uh, and was it fr- Friday so the next eight days as we stand at the moment um, and that will be the hope for Pompey fans that it can develop. It's certainly my hope and you know all of us guys in the sports system as well. I'm
1: sure. Neil, without wanting to clutch at straws, but I seen a post on Twitter today comparing it to maybe Connor Chaplin's time at Pompey. love the club, but whenever we'll it comes down to playing football and what's best for his career, a move was was what he chose to do and it's reaped dividends. Now, obviously, you can't judge Thompson with Chaplin, but at the end of the day, a footballer needs to play football and if there's an opportunity to do that, you sort of have to take it, don't you? Yeah, I suppose. He had a
2: disrupted time last year, didn't he? Because he was out injured for a while as well. And... Um... Uh, and actually, the, the, the delay of the season helped him because he he was ruled out for the season, and then they came back, and um, the campaign was extended. So he played up some, a few more games, didn't he? Um, since he left Pompey, or since Millwall recalled him, uh, he's got he won a new deal. He established himself in the first team again, and it really helped his career. And and, and again, he, he's repeatedly said over the last few years uh, what, what an important move it was for him for boosting his career and get him back in the Millwall side. Now, he's in that situation again where he's got a different manager. Obviously, Neil Harris moved on, and he's not part of that first team. Uh, and as, as you guys said, there's a few people ahead of him. So, what's he going to do? But he is a championship performer. He's, when he came to Pompey before, he barely played in the championship. He's gone back there and played regularly. So, that will be his first choice. It's, it's an obvious thing to say, but that will be his first choice. He will consider himself a championship player, He's on a championship contract and he's been with the championship club as a regular for a few years now. So that's where he will see his home, um, his ambition. So that's what Pompey will have. Now, are other championship clubs interested in him? We, we don't know. And again, this will we'll find more out, I suppose, over the next um, eight days. But uh, we do know there is affection with Pompey. There's an affiliation with Pompey and he would like to come back in the future. Now, he's still, what, 25, isn't he? So, mm. in the future, it could be another five years, plus you'd never know. But he, he does say he'd like to come back. So, we shall see. He left Pompey on a high and uh, no doubt it's, it's, the club's got a, a tremendous affection for him.
0: Can just, just pick up as well that w- whatever does happen with, with Ben Thompson, what this does do, which is interesting, it does set a bar, doesn't it? it? It sets a bar for the type of player that Pompey are looking to recruit as the midfielder. It's not a... Young, untried kid from a Premier League academy coming in—a 21-year-old in that position. Anyway, I'm sure we're we're talking about Ennis, Ennis in at the moment, but but it it certainly sets an agenda for 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 Kenny Jacket that he's looking for an experienced performer in that area. Um, so if it, you know, God willing, it will be Ben Thompson. But if it's not, they they've got to look for you know to keep you know that bar, bar as high as possible. And there are players out there, and we are, have all been doing it. We would doing it with the center half so when we, we look through these championship squads and we, and we explore who it is and isn't playing. Now, if it isn't Ben Thompson, there are a number of good players out there that could be open to moving and coming in in a similar vein. So it's encouraging, if it doesn't happen, that Pompey are really looking for a player in that four-two-three-one. if it continues in that way. Um, as a number eight type of player, more dynamic rather than a, a number four, that is going to be the type... That hopefully can really make a difference this season.
2: Well, I-, I wonder if it would ch- I wonder if the remit would change with this um, formation change that Jacket's made as well. And in, in the last week alone, obviously he went three four three on Tuesday night. Now that's going to be a one off. You know, let's face it, it's not going to roll out every week. Um, but before that, obviously at Burton with that result, suddenly it was a four four two, which. No one quite noticed, but <laughs> apparently it was according to Joe Gallon and Kenny Jacket. So, but but suddenly you, the roles of your two central midfielders—if that is the case—change. You haven't got two holding midfielders. Um, you've got uh, you've got uh, Harness as, as a centre forward as well. So suddenly that's different as well. In a four-four-two, can play centre midfield? Can't he? So. That, that brings him into the equation as well. So I wonder if, if they're still going to pursue it if they have a system change which reaps rewards and starts with them winning games again.
1: But, Jordy, you're pretty adamant that Pump, the Pumpy are going all out. They bring in a, a, a cultured, not a cultured, an established midfielder to come in and, yeah. and change the dynamics and that in that third midfield the, at the moment, aren't you? are pretty adamant this yeah. is the route the you are going down.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, in, in style of play, yeah, culture's fine. Creative, a more dynamic person than than Brendan Morris and Tom Naylor, who, who sit there. And as Neil says, in a four-two-three-one, their their role is to promote attacking play, as Kenny Jackett says it, in terms of getting the ball wide to the wingers, um, and encourage them them to push on and and bring in the uh, the attacking three into play. Whether say if it is a three-four-three, three, whether or four-four-two, whatever, it still leads to two players in midfield, okay, their roles change, don't they? You want a more dynamic, more of a, a well, uh, an Andy Cannon type of player. But then that kind of leads to the fact that if it is a change, then it, it exacerbates the need for a more dynamic person in there, in my opinion, of a number eight type player, of a Ben Thompson, of a George Monker, of these type of players. So I think they need it regardless. Um, and yeah, and, it just, you know, it's a point we, it's great to pick up on the formation and how it pans out but I just think that they're going to need that regardless.
1: Sorry, you just dropped a name in there, unexpectedly George Moncur. Has he been part of <laughs> this year? Is he planned C or D or what is he?
0: <laughs> no, I, um, I suppose I can, I, can, I can drop this one in there I was having a chat with, he's not the Pompeon, I don't know that he's pursuing him but I was having a chat with Mark Kaplan at some point this week where I chucked a few names at him and um, yeah. and as I say, we've been we've done it, We're going to be doing a story tonight where we look at the players out of favour in the championship who could be coming in. Um, George Monker was one that popped up. He's not playing at Luton at the moment. I think he's only played a game or two this season. So speaking to Mark and and I said George Monker, you know, one that's popped up at all, and he went, "No, we signed him a couple of years ago." And then the phone went quiet for a bit. Do you know what? I could shout. <laughs> so he <laughs> said, I won't I mention that one to Kenny. So it was, it was just all lighthearted. And um, so I would like to think I could claim credit if it does come off, but it's not, it's not—it's a name that as there could be one of 10 <laughs> players at the moment. It was an example of the type that we need. It, it, yeah, it was just of that type, isn't it, that, 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 that we need. And yeah, as you say, when we were looking at, say, Harry Souter, weren't we? You, and centre-halves a few weeks ago, same remit there, that you're looking who's on the bench, who's playing in the the Carabao Cup games and not the league games, and kind of coming into that area. And then as that goes on from week one to five, six, seven, and you know that the fact that, and it comes closer to the the, the deadline, that they're going to be looking to move on. There's a number of players there. You, You look around all the regional papers in the country at the moment, and it's the same at QPR. It's the same at Middlesbrough. Cardiff, the managers are saying, well... We've got to make a call on these players and whether we need to send them out because we're stacked in midfield Bristol City and one stacked with creative midfielders um, that they might be looking to move on. There's, there's two or three at, at Bristol City who have obviously going great guns and got no reason to change it at the moment, have
1: they? Neil, I suppose many fans who are dreaming that Thompson will come to Frank Park at the same time, do be wondering how on earth are we paying for this here? Bear in mind, the club's losses during coronavirus, £750,000 a month the wage cap, high on earth can this year, are they going to have to get a couple out the door then?
2: Well, the, obviously the obvious one is Paul Downing, isn't it? That's the, that's the, the one that they've been trying to, um, uh, usher through the door for a, a long time now. Um, there's been apparently there were whispers of interest, but that's all it's been. And, uh, Pompey, let's face it, Downing hasn't got a future here. He knows he hasn't got a future here. Um, he'll be on a good wage because he arrived on a three-year deal with other clubs looking to sign him in that summer. And, uh, yeah, if they can remove him from the wage bill, that can be used elsewhere, can't it, constructively. But it's all very well. I, I know some people exist in a football manager, championship manager world where you just pay them off. It's dead easy. Clubs come in for them. But you can't do that. You can't pay players off and uh, and uh, get rid of them. You can't do that. You You, you need... Somebody to come in and take them off his hands, off off Pompey's hands, and um, that's the situation with him. Why don't they
0: walk? Why don't they walk away?
2: Yeah, walk walk
0: away. Leave their contracts.
2: Yeah, Yeah, exactly, Bobby. You don't really a free agent, do you? In this current climate. Um, So that that's the issue Pompey have. Uh, He's he's the main one. And Then you look at someone like James Bolton, who hasn't been involved in the squad either, um, who gives you that versatility as well. Um, He's another one well out of favour. And we saw him in and out the side last year with Kenny uh, changing his mind about him a fair few times. So they're the two that are out of favour completely. So um, it remains to be seen whether Pombicking can have any takers, not interest, but actual takers to take them off their wage bill. But as I say, Downing would be on a lot more than Bolton. So uh, if if they can uh, push Downing to another club, that will help them considerably in the final eight weeks, sorry, final eight days of
1: the uh, transfer market. Jody are you expecting a few outgoings then? Or, uh, are you expecting much activity between now and the close of the transfer window? Bear in mind, Pompey have also been linked with Will Stigger Niall Ennis as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. As Kenny says, he says a lot of things, similarly being one of them as we were picking up on social <laughs> media today. Um, but it, it, it's, a, it's a ring of truth to the fact that he says that clubs, clubs don't sell players, clubs buy them. So, um, as Neil referred to there, you're talking about Bolton and Downing. Pompey would obviously prefer Downing to go uh, because uh, you know creates more money on the under the two and a half million pound budget. But it's what who's interest, where the interest is. If there's an interest in Bolton and, and Bolton and, and, and Downing, as we understand it, would be the two that they consider to leave. Whether they could kind of move things around, if there's interest for anyone else, we will see. Um, so. Ins and outs, yeah, there's, it's interesting because, of course, there's only, as things stand, one, one space in the squad. Uh, but that's if Pompey choose to register Rico Hackett Fairchild, uh, which you know they can't, they may or may not do. Um, because if they, although he's know, out on loan on Bromley, if they want to um, have him as, as cover, he needs to be given a place in the 22-man squad. So after 28 days at the National League, which is why Kenny was looking to send players to, one league football rather than league football and um, you can recall the players and it would have had the option of cover but as it turns out need to give them a place in the squad so one space available at the moment two if they decide not to register Re- Rico and then obviously it, it's how it goes from there really so we, we, we've kind of covered it a lot through the summer um, and the players have come in we talked about the left-sided defender and We've ticked off all the various areas now and the two that we've off-spoken about, all oh, well, midfield midfielder being a more recent development as the season started, but pace up front has been referred to consistently. Um, and yes, I mean, Niall Ennis has been the, the latest to emerge on that. Young Wolf striker, 21, which is key. Born in 1999, which means he doesn't count towards the 22-man squad limit. Um, so that, that, that's a crucial factor with him. A lot lots of football at Doncaster last season, 20 games, probably about seven or eight off the probably about 30 games, 20 starts, seven or eight off the bench. Uh scored six, seven goals, but hit a vein of form at the end of the season. Sort of hit about four in, in nine games, I think, before the season was curtailed. Um and might it might be working Kenny's factor that he was a man that handed um this, this lad his first contract at Wolves. He was a, a bright young frick thing given a three-year deal before he was. 17, even so, that's what they they thought of him, and obviously, continue to do so. But um, looks like he'd go out on loans, been to Shrewsbury, been to Doncaster, and now Portsmouth. And we hear, I mean, reports that Oxford are interested as well. So, uh, he's one of a, a number on a list, he's not by any means the only one. Um, so, he's one on the hit list of you know, they've got names, six, seven, eight names on these lists. Um, but he's the one that's emerged at the moment, and yes, it after. Report and the gossip yesterday. We've had it firmed up since that he, he's definitely someone that probably are looking at. So, what's your space on that one?
1: The Kenny Jackets um, transfer dealings with Wolves during his time as Pompey manager haven't exactly gone the plan. <laughs> Sylvian okay. is the prime example. Um, but rather than dwell on that, if Pompey do go down this road, and bring in another forward, it sort of way goes against a story you wrote today where Joe Gallen is saying that they're looking at Marcus.
2: Carles as a potential number nine. Yeah, but I think we've been saying for a long time that they need variety. They've only got effectively they've got two conventional strikers in the squad, Harrison and Marquis. Um, they need something different. They, they need when we've said a long time getting a young player uh, who's quick, pacey, movement. You could throw on the bench. Just give them a variety on the pitch. So he would fit that, wouldn't he? Really. Uh, then you go back to to, to the harness thing and um, and I, it's a, it seems a strange one using him as a centre-forward. However, he scored a hat-trick there last week and, and uh, <laughs> looked with business, and let's not forget, didn't he? So, I mean, I don't think anyone thought he was actually a centre-forward so, he play a, a centre-forward? But... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, I can't quite see that. You, you had Morris and uh, Naylor very deep. Um, and he seemed to be behind Harrison. But um, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting one with, with Harness because he's, a, he's an ex- extremely talented player. Joe Gallen also said that he's uh, uh, as good as anyone in, in, in shooting practice. Uh, and we've seen he's added goals to his game since he arrived at Pompey. I know Kenny Jackett does, it, does, does get stick, but without doubts, Harness has improved as a player and definitely improved his goal-scoring record. And um, so, and we saw that the other day at uh, at the Pirelli Stadium. So it's it's a fascinating one, and I, I can see where Gallon is coming from in the respect of Harness is not as effective as Williams as a defensive player tracking back on the right hand side. Uh, Curtis does it very well. Lowe did it very well too. Harness he's more of an attacking player. You want him in the around the box, um, and. We've seen over, t- over the seasons where Jacket's been rollicking and uh, trying to get Harness to come strapped back. Uh, that's not his game. So, if he can keep him upfield more around the number 10 area, around the penalty box, the opposition's penalty box, he can create, he can score goals. And uh, he's a more creative and uh, a more dangerous player in front of the goal than Williams. So, he can fit the number 10, can't he? Which we thought he played at the weekend, but what, we, what do we know anyway? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, well, do we know exactly? Exactly. Did, did anyone go. seriously, seriously, did anyone think he played as
0: a striker last weekend? I, I, I can't. Uh, I, I, I I can't. I was watching. I wasn't at the Pirelli Stadium. I was watching on iFollow. So I, I would always reserve the fact that my yeah, that perspective is different. But come on, he was not playing as a number nine, really. It was, a, it, was it was. You know, obviously. Playing in a di- with deeper role as a ten, it was. Um, I-, I think Kenny Jackett and Joe Gallen must be the only people that think that. If,
2: uh... <laughs> well, exactly. Well, I did query it with him. He said, well, "What were you playing?" And he said, four four two four 2 And um, I could understand if it was a four four one one, perhaps. But for me, there was no no way he was alongside Harrison in in that match. It's um, well, you learn something new every day, I suppose, don't you? And uh, and suddenly Pompey are looking at him as a centre forward.
0: Uh, I think we get wrapped now, up in formation, don't we? Go on, Mark.
1: Sorry,
0: again, also, I just think we get wrapped up in formation sometimes. If, it, if if he was playing as a second striker, his natural inkling as a player is to come off deep, which is what he did, wasn't it? At Burton, he came up and picked, filled up those pockets and hurt at hmm. Burton as their manager Jake Buxton pointed out himself afterwards. So. You can call it a 4-4-2 four, four, if you if like to, but the player's not going to... He's not going to be leading the line like an Ellis Harrison, is he? He's not going to be the vocal point there. No. Bringing others into play, he's going to come off and... You, know, you can call it a second striker, but his natural instincts to operate in that, that peer, peer, you know, area of the pitch around the 18-yard box, pick up pockets, feed players in, smart, quick passes, which we saw so effectively amongst the attacking players at, at Burton. So, yeah, I think, we, I think we said it, we actually said it earlier today, didn't we? Amongst ourselves, we can get wrapped up in that. But 4-4-1-1, maybe, whatever. But Marcus Harness, not really. Uh,
2: but, but, but suddenly, in, in a week ago, talking about Pompey, we couldn't see where goals are coming from. Suddenly, they've got them everywhere. They've got a converted winger to a centre-forward. Harrison's come back and been a revelation for me. Uh, Curtis can't get in the team so plays for the second string on Tuesday night and gets two goals and this is Curtis you know one of Pompey's best players and Jacobs looks good as well and he's trying to get fit isn't he so mm. suddenly they've got all these attacking options where a week ago it, it looked empty didn't it
1: Talking off attacking options then and you mentioned Curtis um, does Pompey does Kenny Jagger stick to the team that beat Burton on Saturday or does he bring back Ronan Curtis after two goals against the
0: end. Does he drop somebody? Does he stick with Harrison up front? Mm-hmm. Marcus, what's your thoughts on that? He sticks, sticks with Harrison up front without a shadow. Of, bizarre, bizarre to say it with, with that Marcus Harness actor, one of the best we've seen in recent times. But I think it was very, very close between him and Harrison for Man in the Match still. I thought Harrison, it gives you a vocal point. He, he, he gave those, those Burton defenders a torrid afternoon with his physicality, and, and it's so important. And, and, as much as uh, you know, I don't want to hammer John Marcus, but the fact that he came and did put that performance in with John struggling, it, it made it even more marked for me. Um, so, yeah, I, I can't see how you can change it. If you look at the team, you'd probably say the the two debates would be Curtis in for Ryan Williams. Um, again, watched it on on I follow, not with a fine, you know, the, you know, watching what he was doing off the ball from at the at the ground, but. Williams did okay without seemingly electrifying that. Having said that, he was outstanding on Tuesday, wasn't he? Absolutely phenomenal yeah, against on
2: Tuesday. Against
0: a, a week in South End team. But then from the from Tuesday night, then that throws a debate about Sean Raggett and Nicol Arsen being in the other area, doesn't it? That that that's where you would look for the other games potentially. Um, Sean kind of culpable for for the first goal on two occasions potentially when he came to engage with the ball. Then Got his feet in a mix, and he's not comfortable with turning, is he? Um, and perhaps they're looking for a bit more of a, a blend of, of, of silk and steel of power, power and pace in in, in the centre back combination. Now, my understanding was that it was the view would be that they got a left sided centre half. It might have been Sean Raggett moving over to the right side at the start of the season. How ridiculous does that sound now after well, the mm-hmm. way Jack Wat, Jack Watmore's performed? These the he's the now on best performer for Pompey, and he's got to be the the first name down in that defensive unit at the moment absolutely outstanding so yeah I just want to pick up on one other thing before we do go we've got four minutes left give a bit of time for Gareth Evans this week Mark McMahon
1: oh yeah <laughs> yes we were cut off very yes we were cut off last week yes very much so well then Jordy the platform was all yours Neil if you want to chirp in, away you go
0: go on, go on. you can start the loving Neil
2: <laughs> <laughs> well where do you start with Gareth Evans a, a tremendous man um uh, everyone loves Gareth Evans. I, I I bumped into Tommy uh, Strange. <laughs> well, I bumped into Tommy's <laughs> training grand steward, uh, Roger McFarlane, the other day, um, and he was he's gutted that Gareth Evans has gone. He kept describing him as a gentleman, and uh, and he is lovely guy. Um, he really loved the area, the club, and um, it was the right time for him to leave. He's acknowledged that. We can acknowledge that. But what tremendous service he gave the football club. Um, he was a free transfer. Can you believe that? A free transfer.
0: Trialist. Yeah.
2: Uh, if, if if Pompey signed a trialist in this day and age, Jacket would get hammered, wouldn't he? But <laughs> but back then, I think people were a bit bit more relaxed about the situation and uh, and uh, yeah. What 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 a signing he, he's been, Gareth Evans. And uh, yeah, what can you say about him? Everyone loves Gareth Evans, don't
0: they? Yeah, nothing nothing bad to say about him. I mean, obviously on on the pitch, you think of the promotion games and um, the title games where you know he's, he's on the score sheet in both of those and he reflects that as his kind of number one and number number two sort of memories of Pompey. Um And there was a moment, actually a nice moment last season when he cuts in the team against Arsenal which is worth picking up on. There, that, that He said to me when, when we spoke about it he sensed that bizarre, he couldn't, couldn't explain it but he felt that that was going to be one of the last times he, he performed at Fratton Park and he kind of said that he really took it all in that occasion, which it was quite speaking to him, it was very emotional. Really, really emotional, and the affinity came through. I um, know I told him of his my his, my favourite two stories about Gareth Evans is um, the, around the promotion and, and title winning games. The promotion game, we all ended up back at the club as we remember we did. Everyone boozing, and having a good time, and then we ended up in Drift Bar, and I ended up dancing around like an idiot with, with uh, Gaz and his uh, and his partner, um, and he was absolutely steaming absolutely steaming i rec- rec- recalled this tale to him um the other week when he was on the day he left and he had no recollection of it whatsoever <laughs> <I can't remember. laughs> and the, and the other one is that the uh, the champ- on the parade at south sea um i had a bit i just had my, my son was just born we had a pram and we got it into sort of, the sort of fenced off area um around you know, backstage um on south sea and I had the foresight to think, well, where can we get a few beers from? So I got 12 cans and stuffed it under the pram and, uh, and pushed it in, and then slowly started pulling his cans out when the players were out. And they were kind of coming up to me one moment, where, how did you get those beers from? So I was kind of, Daz <laughs> Evans and Michael Doyle, they were kind of loving me because I was kind of keeping them, kept them beer through, through that afternoon when they'd been, I think they'd been drinking since early, shall we say. And uh, yeah, they needed some more sustenance. So great memories, eh? <laughs>
1: Yeah, know, and it's just at the end of it. It's the whole thing
0: about
2: fives, it at the <laughs> It's the whole thing about just the end of an era, isn't it? Really, that, that that group of players, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's sad, but inevitable. Football moves on, doesn't it? And uh, but uh, what a tremendous bunch of people they were, and um, yeah, as uh, so I spoke to Carl Bennett to the, to last night, it yeah. was another one, and uh, yeah, great lads,
1: great times. Neil, I'm looking forward to your next interview with Gar Evans when he says. May uh, don't rule out or return to Fratton Park in the near future
0: no 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 uh, play, play <laughs> that Pompey 5 play that Pompey 5 Gaz Evans will give you the truth about what happened okay
1: I'm, I will buy that. I will buy, was, that I will buy that oh, book just to read that chapter
0: he couldn't tell us he couldn't tell us because there was a clause in his contract that he had to keep his mouth shut but by the time played up Pompey 5 comes around all will be forgotten the exclusives have been there
1: <laughs> right Brian. what a way to end the show thank you all very much for your contributions And we'll see you all next week. And thank you all for watching and listening. Cheers. Goodbye. Cheers, y'all.
0: Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the Portsmouth News website for just £1 a month for the first three months for everything you need to know about Portsmouth and more.